into my session for today. And we've been talking about staying employable in these interesting times. And because we don't have too much time, I won't waste that time. I'll just go straight into what I have to share for you today. So I'm going to take my session from this. Um, okay. I'm not sure why it's showing me. Can everybody see the screen clearly? If you can see the screen clearly, okay, great. So let me see if there's anything that can be done. I just want to be sure. Okay. All right, we'll just go ahead this way. So I want to take the issue of employability, first of all, from the perspective of personal branding. Your personal branding is very important and it is really crucial to your employability. If you don't take your personal branding seriously, you will have issues with employability. So it's very important that you take personal branding seriously. I may not be able to share the entire slide with you, but I'm sure that I can share a part of this slide with you. So I'll try as much as possible to rush whatever is not so important to what I'm about to share with you, but whatever is important, I'll share with you. When, while I'm going to start with personal branding, somewhere along the line, I'll talk about 10 ways to stay employable. So I hope that I can get to that quickly and be able to touch on all those 10 things you must do to stay employable. But first of all, let us start with your personal branding. One of the things you must note or why your personal branding is very important is that whether you like it or not, life is not fair. And because life is not fair, if there are five of you who are actually contesting for a position or there are five of you who are on the position, one of the things people will consider in sucking or employing anyone is who they like. It may not always seem like that, but if I don't like your face and an opportunity presents itself for me to sack someone, who do you think I'm going to sack? I'm going to choose the people whose faces I don't like first. Because even if you're really good at what you're doing, if you have an attitude issue, I'm going to have a problem working with you. So I'd rather work with someone I need to train or someone I can train compared to someone that needs to be trained or someone that doesn't need to be trained but has an attitude issue. So that's a form of brand in itself. You don't want people to see you as that person who is cocky, arrogant, cantankerous, or somebody that is difficult, extremely difficult to work with. That kind of attitude is a type of branding. One other thing you also should note is that somehow people can employ you just by liking your etiquette. People can employ you just because they like the way you appear, the way you dress, the way you carry yourself. Your courage is very important. Whether you like it or not, people employ based on courage sometimes. Sometimes in the, in the interview room, there are people who don't dress well, but they know what they're doing and they don't get a job at the end of the day because the employer doesn't want that kind of person in his or her organization or the HR cannot even imagine this kind of person being able to deliver. But when you probe further and you talk to these kind of people, you realize that they actually know their onions. They've honed their skills over the years. Unfortunately, because of poor branding, they are not able to get the kind of jobs that they need. So appearance is very critical. Appearance is key. If you are the guy that will always appear very smart, what do you think will happen? Your boss most likely wants you to go and handle a number of the presentations that a company wants to handle. But if you are that person who is always shabby, even if they employ you, you are always relegated. 
But the person who is always appearing smart, looking good, looking sharp, that's the person they want to push forward all the time. And the more they push the person forward, the more opportunities the person will keep getting. So your appearance is very critical to staying employable. The other thing is uh, you need to consciously build a brand for yourself. And the way you build a brand for yourself is to, first of all, ask yourself what you want and how you want to go about the things that you are doing. So that's why I'm talking about personal branding as a strategy to stay employable. Let's just call it personal branding as a strategy to stay employable. So what, is, what exactly is branding? You know that it's the action of making, marking with a branding icon. That is, you, that thing, you give it a unique identity. It stands out from other things. And once it stands out from other things, and if it's standing out for good, people begin to identify with it. So you want to have a personal brand, even in your place of work, where you are standing out for a good reason. And you're standing out as a good employee. You're standing out as a valuable employee. You're standing out as an employee that brings something to the table. That's how you must consciously work on your brand. Not just an employee who looks good. Because if you look good and you're an empty barrel, you're not going to help yourself. You're not helping the organization and people are going to run you down at the end of the day. So it's not enough to just look good because that's not just the branding. The branding here is about value, your core values, the, the value that you also bring on board, the, the value that you are adding to the organization, who thinks that you are important, what kind of conversations or what kind of meetings do they invite you into? So you want to consciously build a brand in that regard. I'm going to skip some of my slides to go on to some of the things that are very important. Now, let me show you this, for example. These are icons of different companies. When you look at them, you probably recognize a number of them. For example, this is the logo of Ford Motor Company. This is the logo of Facebook. This is for Coca-Cola. This is John Deere. UPS, you know McDonald's. Of course, you know Android, you know WhatsApp, you know Coffee, for those of us who are coffee lovers, you know, Starbucks, you know, Skype, this is Twitter, this is HP, this is IBM, and Vodafone, Orange, this is for Blogger. So what exactly do all these icons represent? They represent the value they have brought on board. So when you see Blogger, for example, you know what it represents. When you see McDonald's, a picture comes to your mind. When you see Android, a picture comes to your mind. When you see WhatsApp, when you see Starbucks Coffee, when you see Ford Motor Company, Facebook, IBM, Nivea, Levi, all these images actually bring HP, Skype, Twitter. They bring a particular image into your mind. So since they are bringing a given image into your mind, you then need to think of yourself as a brand as well. When your name is mentioned, what comes to people's minds? Whether you like it or not, every individual is a brand. So if your name comes up in people's minds, there is a picture that also pops up. So the question is, is it the right picture or the wrong picture that is popping up? Now, the next most important thing is how you see yourself, look at this image. I, I hope you're all seeing this image. If you're seeing this image clearly, please let me know that you're seeing it. You can see there are two large circles and there is also an intersection here. The first one says how you see yourself. And then the second circle is how others see you. Where there is an intersection is actually your personal brand. Let me explain that. Now, some people don't believe that they are arrogant but others see them as arrogant. Some people believe they are humble, 
Others say, well, maybe they are humble, maybe they are not humble. Some people don't see themselves as workaholic. Then others say that they are workaholic. So you need to look at how you see yourself, how others see you, then strike a balance. That's going to give you an ideal perception of who you really are. What's the connection between how you see yourself and how others see you? So if how you see yourself is heavier than how others see you, you know that there's a problem. But if how others see you is also heavier than how you see yourself, that could also be a good thing or a bad thing. The most important thing is you need to strike a balance somewhere here to be sure that the perception you have of yourself is the real perception out there. So that, that's your brand. Now let's talk about those things that can form your brand immediately. The first thing is your image. You know, I don't know if, you, if you've seen some people that, for example, if I mention their names right now, the first thing that will come up in your head is a picture of color riots. You probably have that person who, whose, uh, whose image is in your head right now that once you hear the person's name, you just start seeing yellow, purple, you just start seeing orange, all sorts of colors. That's what you see. Why do you see that? Because that's the way the person combines colors. Then you see some people, you can't even trace their mission. You have no idea who they are, what they do, or where they're going. So what exactly is your image? Your image is important. What image do you have in the minds of other people? Then your mission, what exactly do you want to achieve? If you're going into the employee, sorry, if you're going into another organization's employment, what mission do you even have? What's your own personal mission? apart from that organization's mission? What are your own values as well? Sometimes we think that it's only organizations that should have values, but we don't seem to realize that if organizations have values and you don't have your own values, it's going to be difficult for you to decide which organization you should work for or which one you shouldn't work for. So how do you determine which one to work for or not? The first thing is to determine your own values. Your values should then align with the values of the organization. For example, there are some organizations that believe that doing business is what is important. It doesn't matter how the business is done. Even if you have to steal, if you have to lie, if you have to kill, it doesn't matter. For them, what is important is get the business done. But there are some other organizations that will say, this is how we do things. So do you have a personal value that actually aligns with the value of that organization that you're about to work for? If there are differences in values, then there will be an issue. Then do you have a vision? That you're working for someone does not mean you shouldn't have a vision. If you don't have a vision, you're going to be in an organization that will not be able to help you to grow. You're also going to be in an organization where you're just there. You're just, people are just going to pass you by because you don't even know where you need growth or where you do not need growth. So it's very important for you to have a clear vision. And of course, your vision can, you can derive your vision from what are your skills, what are your strengths, what are the things that you are passionate about, what do you think is that critical assignment that you're fulfilling here on earth. That's how you're going to determine what your vision is. So uh, I want to go... Okay, elements of a personal brand. I think this is very important. Elements of a personal brand. The first thing is your physical appearance. How do you dress? I already mentioned that this is really critical. You can say so much just by how you dress, combining the right colors, being smart. And sometimes it doesn't cost a fortune to dress rightly. 
it doesn't it doesn't cost a fortune. You don't have to break a bank. You just need to be smart. There are times when, for example, guys have only two, three trousers. They don't have more than that. But you see them coming out looking sharp on a daily basis. So, ladies, of course, I know that you have a whole lot of a whole lot in your wardrobe, but the most important thing is not having very expensive clothes or something. The most important thing is looking smart, looking sharp, and of course, looking very clean. So your physical appearance is very important. Before people are able to gain access into your brain, they're going to gain access, they're going to have access to your visibility. So if you are projecting the wrong thing in your visibility, then you're already putting yourself at a disadvantage. So your appearance is very important. Areas of knowledge, what exactly is your skill? What abilities do you have? Because when, like I said, when somebody mentions your name, something is going to pop up. For example, Demola and I were talking earlier, and when she mentioned Tolu, the next thing I said to him is, Tolu is into LinkedIn and communications. When you mention Demola, what comes into your mind is HR. When you mention Fala Daniel, what comes into the minds of people is public speaking, training, and stuff like that. So what exactly comes into the minds of people when they mention your name? There must be something that projects you as a skillful person in a given area. Whatever projects you as a skillful person in a given area is a part of your personal brand. So you want to develop yourself some more in that regard and probably establish yourself as a thought leader over the years. If at the moment you have not been established with a particular skill, identify that skill and begin to project yourself in that regard. So the next thing is your communication style. Your communication style is a reflection, of course, of your behavior. How do you talk to other people? Do you talk anyhow? Do you talk shabbily? Do you just open your mouth and talk anyhow? You go into some organizations and you see employees that don't know how to talk. You see some people who are customer service representatives. You see security men. I've seen people at the entrance of very important organizations and they don't just know how to talk or they don't know what they should be saying. So it's very important that you know how to communicate effectively do you know that communicating effectively will get you a lot of job and don't forget that your interview apart from your appearance your display of knowledge and skill your communication style is what will win the interview for you so if you look good in an interview and you display an area of skill or knowledge you demonstrate that you're knowledgeable in a particular field but you're not able to communicate effectively it's going to be difficult for the employer to decide to hire you and one of the reasons for that is the fact that employers these days don't have so much time for training. Once they employ anybody, they want you to get to work immediately. You have to hit the ground running. They hardly have time for training. And if they're going to train you, it's going to be training on the job, which means that there is a demand for you. There are tasks, there are assignments. And in addition to the task and assignments, you still have to find a way to learn, which you probably don't have so much time for. So it's very important that you learn how to communicate effectively before you go on to other jobs. Look at this. It's very important. Smiling. There are some people that are always looking at the entire weight of the world is upon them. And they are always looking at some, they are the only ones feeling the impact of economic crisis, economic hardship, whatever wrong is going on in the entire world. They act like they are the only ones involved in. You see, some of us are smiling not because everything is working. We're just smiling because, you know, we feel good and we know that it's going to happen. Whatever it is that we're expecting, it's going to happen Sunday. And whether you like it or not, as simple as a smile is, you never can tell how it's going to connect you with the right person. 
sometimes you can melt someone's heart. And when I say melt someone's heart, I'm not talking in the perspective of, you know, getting someone to love you and, you know, that kind of wanting to love. No, I'm talking about the people that you need for very important things. Just smiling and looking cheerful can get you to open doors that you need. So it's very important if you're going into an office or you're working in an environment, keeping a cheerful face is very important. Now, look at this. Be approachable. There are two different people here. Which one of them would you approach? Please let me know. Just indicate which one you're going to approach by the color of their dresses. Would you approach the lady in green or would you approach the lady in black? Just you know, drop a message. Let me see which one you would approach. Would you approach the lady in green? Would you approach the lady in black? I'd like to see your messages. I'm looking forward to the chats. Okay, are you dropping? I can't see your chats. Is there a reason I can't see the chats? Okay. Then what's going on? I can't see the chats. Okay, all right. I can see I can see the chats now. Yes. Okay. So lady in black, lady in black, she's approachable, lady in black, lady in black. All right, great. So most of you prefer to relate with the lady in black because she's, she's approachable. So the, it's the same thing. So uh, when, when you also go to, you walk into the bank, I'm sure that you've probably done this before. You look at the faces of the bankers and you notice that particular teller that is smiling at everyone. That teller that is smiling at everyone most likely is the person you want to approach even though it's your money that you want to collect or it's your money that you want to deposit. And really, it doesn't matter who you're talking to. Whether you talk to someone who is smiling or you talk to someone who is frowning, your money is going to be paid. Whether you're paying it in or they're supposed to pay you, you'll get your money. But people still don't want to approach that teller who is you know, frowning. Everybody wants to approach the person who is smiling. So it's very important that you yourself should remain approachable. And I can tell you, just for remaining approachable, there are opportunities you would never, never be aware of, but people are going to be willing to share them with you just because you have shown or you have demonstrated that you are approachable. So um, let's go on. I'll skip a few things so that we don't... Uh, I'll say, now, your personal social branding, this is very important, and Tolu dealt extensively with this. I was in the room on Monday when Tolu was talking about personal branding. So it's very important that you take your social media seriously. If you are serious about your career, you should also take your social media seriously. Be careful what you share on social media because these are the times when people, employers, organizations go on social media to check out what people are doing. And once they go to social media to check out what they're doing, they look at you, they look, that's where they understand your personality. That's where they can determine the kind of person you are because most people share carelessly on their social media and they also speak carelessly on their social media accounts. So you never can tell if an organization is actually doing a background check on you just using your social media. So if you're going to share, I advise that, yes, feel free to, to speak on social media, but be very professional about it. Anything that can jeopardize your career, Anything that can determine whether someone will employ you or not, don't share it. Don't share fake news. 
don't speak to people anyhow on social media, even if they have offended you, because whatever you do, the organization doesn't understand why you did it. The fact that it's out there on your social media is what the organization cares about, and they can use it to judge you. And some of you think, oh, you can dress anyhow on social media. You want to be careful. Uh, while people go to recreation centers like the beaches and stuff like that, and they're sharing pictures, you want to be careful to share pictures that are revealing. I mean, don't share pictures that are revealing body parts and stuff like that. I mean, look responsible. When people go to your LinkedIn page, whatever social media account you're using, be responsible. They want to see a responsible person. So whether it's LinkedIn, uh, whether it's Instagram, whether it's, uh, okay, they may not be able to check your WhatsApp, but someone might engage you on WhatsApp unconsciously, and you don't even know that it's a job interview that is in the process. So be careful what you share, how you share, how you respond to people on those platforms. So it's very important. Be professional with your emails as well. Respond to emails. Many people don't even check their emails. So check your emails very often and make sure that you respond to those emails. Now, let me quickly touch on employability before I go on to the 10 ways to stay employable. As I tried to explain on Monday, employability means to be employable, to be suited for a job. Are you in the right job? You've heard about you know, square pegs in round holes or round pegs in square holes, that kind of a thing. If, for example, you are passionate about figures and you're taking up any job that does not deal with figures, you're going to have issues. You're going to be frustrated on that job. If, for example, you are more passionate about talking and you're taking up a job that deals with figures when you don't even like figures, you're going to be frustrated on that job. So what I'm saying is before you take up any job, take a look at the job description. Be sure that it is a job that you like. Be sure it is a job that you can handle. Be sure that it is a job that you can learn on. Because if you're taking up a job just for the sake of getting the salaries, you're going to frustrate yourself at the end of the day and you don't want to do that. So to have a skill that an employer of labor can use, that's what it means to be employable. If you have a skill, if you can speak, if you can write, if you can train, you can organize. Those are skills that employers are looking for. You're an accountant, you're a tech person, you're a video editor, you're a photographer, whatever it is that you do, you have to, you must have a skill. Then to be able to render a relevant service. So it's not just that you have a service you are rendering. The question is, is that service relevant to that organization? Then ability to deliver. There are times when people promise they can deliver a certain job or that they can deliver on the job. But at the end of the day, they won't be able to deliver. If you say you're an accountant, when you get the job, you must be able to deliver. If you say you're a communications person, when you get on the job, you must be able to deliver a communications plan. If you say that you are an expert at digital marketing, when you get on the dig digital marketing job, you must be able to deliver. So employability is the ability to deliver on the job. And finally, capacity to match competence and certification. Capacity to match competence and certification. For example, some people say under promise over deliver. What does that mean? If you get taught class and someone says, oh, we'd like to try you out. And on the job, you don't deliver like a taught class, you deliver like a first class. That is under promising and over delivering. If you have a second class lower, but you get on the job and you deliver first class results, that is what it means to under promise and over deliver. But there are people who have a first class. They have a master's degree. They have an MBA. But when they get on the job, they can't do anything. They still rely on other people to tell them what to do. So the question is, how did you get a master's degree? How did you get an MBA when you couldn't even deliver on the job? How did you come this far that you can't deliver 
on the job. So it's very important. And quickly, what employability is not, it's not your university degree. That you have a university degree does not mean you're you are employable. Employability, like we said, is ability to deliver. I think we are running out of time. We have just about 10 minutes more. So I'll quickly rush to those 10 things that you must stay, you must do to be able to stay employable. Number one is bring value to the table. Every employer considers what value you're bringing to the table. If you're not bringing any serious value to the table, then the employer doesn't even want to consider you. So you have to bring value to the table. Then number two is you have to be a problem solver. What problems are you solving? For example, if there are crises or if there's a crisis in your organization, do you have the attitude that solves the problem or do you have the attitude that waits for other people to solve the problem? Are you always pushing the problem to other people? You must be able to generate solutions. Even if you can't solve the problem, it must be seen that you have made the efforts to solve the problem. You are preferring solutions. Don't go to your boss, for example, with a problem, if there's a problem. If there's a problem on ground, think of some solutions. One of the things that will help your bosses to like you is when you tell them what the problem is and you say, these are the solutions I am suggesting or these are the solutions I am preferring. What do you think, sir? So you make it easy for your boss to work with you. So you must be a problem solver. The next thing that you have to do is to go the extra mile. Some people don't do beyond the job they are paid. Once it's 5 p.m., they shut out. They shut down. They get out of the company. They are gone. But you need to go the extra mile. And going the extra mile really does not mean that you have to stay beyond 5 p.m. It simply means that you have gone beyond what is your job description saying. What, what exactly does your job description say and what are you delivering? Do you always limit yourself to the scope of the job description or you, do you do more than what the job description says? So it's very important that you deliver more value than your job description. That's absolutely, absolutely important. Go beyond your job description. For example, if you have a skill in tech and you are not employed as a tech person, but you see someone else struggling with a device or something, go the extra mile, help the person. You see someone struggling with a service and you're not even employed to do that thing, go the extra mile, deliver that service to that person. So you must always be willing and be ready to go the extra mile because whether you like it or not, someone is paying attention. And at the end of the day, those are the ways you can convince other people that you're doing well in that organization. When you're asked to give a self-appraisal, your self-appraisal does not have to be limited to the scope of your job. You can talk about how you helped other people in the organization or how you delivered a critical value to the organization, even though it was outside of the scope of your organization. For example, I recently worked somewhere and they needed contacts of some people. And immediately when they said they needed contacts of some people, I said I was going to give them a database of over 20,000 people. And when, they get, when I gave them the database, they were shocked. Even after leaving the place, someone else has contacted me asking for another database. And I was able to give them a database of over 16,000 people. And I've also been able to help a few other employees with what they needed to do. So go that extra mile deliver value to people. Number four, build a strong upline connection. Now, this is very important. I saw a video online. It's been a while. I hope I can find that video and share it with Demola, who then shares with, with every other person. You need to build a strong upline connection. Don't see everybody as just your boss and you don't build relationships with them. I remember the story of one of my pastors who said that at the time he was working in an organization, his boss wanted to recommend him to become somebody like maybe an assistant director. 
But when his boss was going to recommend him to be the assistant director, the MD of the organization had already recommended him to become a director. So he had a strong upline with people. I can see our time is running out. So stay humble regardless of your or high achievements at work. We can't overemphasize the importance of staying humble. So please ensure that you stay humble. The next thing is be that person every team lead wants on their team. Don't be that person that everybody does not want to see or everybody is fighting. Be that person that everybody wants on their team. Of course, you know how to do that. Be humble, go the extra mile, and deliver. Be focused, be serious with your job. When it's time to work, work. When it's time to play, play. And be a team player. Don't be the one who is always causing trouble and always telling people nothing can work. Then make sure the job is in your area of strength. I've already said that. Don't take jobs that are not in your area of strength. Bring opportunities to the Some people would never bring opportunities to the organization. They say, after all, what's the organization doing for me and stuff like that? If you find opportunities, bring it to your organization because it's going to pay at the end of the day. Now, avoid office politics as much as possible, as much as possible. Avoid office politics. In most offices, there will be office politics. But you see, one of the things that you don't know is that those players, those political office players, they know how to win you. They know how to put your head in the middle of the trouble such that you are the one who gets fired at the end of the day. So avoid it, except, of course, you are the boss. And finally, how you exit matters. How you you exit matters. When you're exiting an organization, make sure you exit in a way that anytime any day, you can always go everybody. Don't exit in such a manner that you cannot relate with your former bosses, your former colleagues and stuff like that. It's very important that you exit in a way that you will still be able to go back to those employers, those colleagues that you're, there is no employee that I've worked with in my life that I cannot go back to. None of them. I've worked with Moabudu, I've worked with Kunle Shorion, I've worked at Faith Foundation, I've worked with Pasabolaji, there are different people I've worked with. I can go back to any of the people that I have worked with. So it's very important that you live in a good way if you are leaving any organization. Even if you have issues with them, make sure that you resolve those issues and you'll be able to, you'll enjoy it at the end of the day. Your employees, your current employees can even get you new jobs or they can give you great recommendations. I'd like to stop here so that Demola can wrap up the session. I hope that I've been able to make some sense in the time that I've spoken. Thank you so much. Demola, over to you. Okay. Um, so what we do, what we'll do is this. Um, it's not a problem. What we'll quickly do um, is that we are going to, normally what we have done in the past few days is that we have, we just let this meeting run its course end, and then we join in with the same link again, you know, and then so that we can okay. have ask questions. This is the final day. So if there are any questions you want okay. to ask, whatever it is you what you were not clear about, or things you want to say, or whatever it is that is on your mind or that you want to talk about, this is a good time for us to talk about it. And then we can wrap up on a high, right? So um what we could do right now is that in fact, what I would say is that every one person I appreciate your commitment so far, you know, and then I also want to encourage us to do that today so when we uh what, what i'll do is i'll end the meeting right now all right and everybody can join in again with the same link that you joined in with and then we can wrap up with that again we're not using the pro version that's why so we are time time bound but of course um let's just quickly in in like a bit right now i'll end the meeting now 
Now you can join in again with the link that you join in with, right? Uh, and then for that, others can finally wrap up and then I can take questions and we can take questions and then we can wrap up the whole webinar series itself, right? Thank you, guys. Okay, so we're okay, that's right. Back. Yeah, we're in right now and then we can join in back with the same link, please. With the same link that you join in with, join in also again with it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, right? So we can, we can, I can end the meeting, right? Yeah.